Hello Minnesota boxing fans and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson and my co-host is Sean Strauss. In this episode, light heavyweights Corey Thompson and Robert Calvin preview their December 3rd fight on the Ignite boxing card at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis. Minnesota boxer Thompson boasts a 4-1 record with three KOs. He faces a tough challenge in the person of Calvin, who is 2-0 as a professional with both wins coming by knockout. A native of Chicago, Calvin now makes his home in Davenport, Iowa. I hope you enjoy the interviews. Thanks for joining us on the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Sean Strauss. My uh, co-host, Brian Johnson, is off today. I'm joined with Corey Thompson. Corey, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. I'm excited about uh, these upcoming fights at Ignite uh, is putting on at the Hyatt Regency in Minneapolis. Um, how long have you known about, you know, your fight? Uh, what can you tell us about your opponent? Uh, break it down for us, man. Yeah, I've known about um, my opponent for about a month now, um, a little over a month, actually. He uh, is somebody that I knew previous to getting the name um, offered my way. I had kind of done my research and kind of knew who he was. So um, what I can tell you about him is he's had a pretty decent amateur career. He's 2-0 with two knockouts. Uh, He looks like he's pretty slick, but um, I really look forward to getting in with him. Right on. Now, the last time we saw you, unfortunately, things didn't go your way at that top rank show. Um, you got kind of pounced on and a headbutt, which, you know, caused a nasty cut. Um, and that obviously makes things very difficult. How's that healing? You know, uh, you know, you have any issues with that, you know, in training or anything is just you're good to go now or. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very thankful for what happened in my last fight because it taught me everything that I needed to work on. And um, yeah, I just came out cold and uh, learned a valuable lesson that night. So I'm a much stronger fighter now, um, much better now. And uh, no, there's no issues with the cut. Um, It opened up right away in the fight. Um, Didn't really factor into it. Um, I just lost the fight. So I don't look, um, definitely won't perform like that in the future though. So yeah, your opponent's name, I'm looking at the picture here is uh, Robert Calvin. Um, so from what you told us, it sounds like he's pretty slick. Uh, what have you been doing, uh, for your training? I know, you know, for listeners who aren't familiar with you, uh, had an interview before where you broke down your story and kind of how you got into boxing and everything. And you run a gym, uh, Nordic warriors boxing Academy. Um, but, uh, you know, last time, you know, you mentioned that Caleb Truex had come out and done some sparring. Um, I think you had come into town here and done some too, but can you, you know, tell us how, how that's going this time, you know, who are you sparring with and so on and so forth? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I revamped my training, um, to, to cater my, um, some, some other aspects of my skills and, uh, it's really paid a lot of dividends. So I've, uh, sparred with Caleb once in this camp and actually we're, um, scheduled to spar on Friday the day after Thanksgiving. So really blessed to be able to get work with the former world champion. So um, I also work with one of our boxers, Evan Wiener, who's 
only been boxing for a couple of years, but he's a heck of a prospect. And as a light heavyweight, he's 6'3". He just won a big uh, title fight for Way of the Warrior at 178 pounds. Um, he gives me good work. And then I got some work with Antonio Woods. Um, it was great work. And then Chris Stewart as well. And both of them um, have trained and sparred with uh, Robert. So I know what to expect. Right on. Yeah, Cruz is one that I haven't uh, met yet. I know about him and, you know, I've been following him on social media and stuff like that over the years. Um, but I've heard he's been around. And when I was over visiting Northside uh, recently, um, one of the guys over there, Joe, was telling me, he's like, you should interview Cruz. And I was like, absolutely. Um, just mm-hmm. waiting for that right to get him when he's got a fight coming up. Now, you mentioned Way of the Warrior, um, that tournament that was just going on, I believe. What was that, number five or number six? Um, number six. That was number six. Um, and for the listeners who aren't familiar, uh, can you just talk a little bit about that? I don't want to gloss over that because that's pretty amazing. You guys put on this big tournament uh, for your, yeah. your fight, bringing, you know, all these other gyms. And it looks like it's really top notch, you know, as far as like the the belts given out and everything. It just it just looks really, really cool. Um, and I saw amazing photos. So if, you know, listeners are interested in it, you know, check out Corey's or the gym site. And I'm sure there's tons of photos on there. Yeah, so real quick, I just want to circle back to Chris Stewart. Um, that dude's really cool, man. He's really fun to be around, really funny, really laid back, and he's got skills. So I highly recommend you do an interview with him. He's a really good dude. Um, our Way of the Warrior events, uh, they, they just go so awesome. I'm partnered with a man named Nick Rogers, who is a fantastic promoter, former MMA fighter, um, professional uh, heavyweight title holder and he just knows the the right dynamics for these shows so our philosophies for these shows are we make these shows feel really special for the boxers we put a lot of work into the the promotion for it into the event itself with lighting doing interviews and um we put on very uh evenly matched matchups and thank god we have a great usa boxing crew that helps us uh put those shows on and we just have amazing shows. So this last one, I think there was, we haven't got the final count, but I think between seven to 800 people at the Fargo Air Museum and Way of the Warrior, we're just, we're doing amazing shows. Look forward to doing pro in the future. Awesome. Um, so the uh, the show that you're on right now, getting back to your fight, uh, the Ignite Boxing One um, card, it's headlined by Colton Warner and uh, Tommy Matlin a couple of big heavyweights. Um, other than that, you know, we mentioned uh, your opponent, um, but are you excited about any other, or I, I guess I should circle back um, prior to the interview, uh, we were just touching base with one of your uh, stable mates, uh, Ryan. Um, he's also on the card and we're going to try and get an interview with him. Um, is he part of a, your, your training at all? Or are you guys just, you know, just supporting each other? Or are you able to get work together? Or how's that going? Yeah. So Ryan's Ryan's story is um, we used to box back in the day as amateurs um, for separate teams. So we both knew who each other were. And then about four years ago, um, I realized he was in the area, you know, Sakis, I got a hold of him, came down to the gym and he became a coach. Uh, he just fell in love with the sport again. He had been off um, from boxing for some time after uh, serving the the U.S. military and um, a couple wars deployed. And so he's uh, he's really come back and, and really added to the to the gym. Um, he's he's like my best friend, but he's 
opposite of me. So he gives a good dynamic in the gym and yeah, he's, he's doing all the training that I do. Um, and he's just super leveled up for this fight. He was able to spar Tony Lee, uh, this last weekend up in the cities. And that was just uh, great work for him. So I look forward to him, to his fight. Most of all, other than my own, maybe. Um, so how are things going in the gym? Otherwise, I mean, I, I know we've, we talked about this in the past, but when you're training for a camp, um, you know, it takes a, a lot of dedication, um, first of all, but when you're a gym owner and operator, um, you know, we talked before about the people that support you and kind of keep the gym going, you know, while you're working out. Um, if you want to just give maybe a rundown of who's helping you out, you know, who's in your camp and all that, just so we want to highlight those people that are supporting you. Yeah. Well, I'm blessed to have an amazing wife that does so much for the gym. Um, she does so much for me behind the scenes and, um, creating our shirts and our logos and a lot of different things like that. But we were blessed to also hire a general manager. So Teresa has been amazing for the gym along with our coach, Ryan, who uh, has really helped us. And then we also have another coach, uh, Kirsten Wessel, who is a USA boxing official. She's also looking to forward to having her first um, match as a master here uh, in Las Vegas in uh, January. So, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, we saw a Masters fight at the last uh, Element show. Um, I want to say it was Joe Roche. Uh, I, I can't. It was a guy from Rice Street. Um, and then another guy that works out with uh, Corey Rodriguez, um, Jeff Bassett. Um, if I'm, I can't remember uh, Jeff's opponent's name. Jeff ended up not getting the decision, but that was his first fight in Masters. Um, but it's, it's always cool to see. I was uh, chatting um, with some some guys that were former masters boxers beforehand. Um, uh, Jack Canelli, he's one of them. And I remember his fight um, at uppercut years ago it was a big deal when he fought Steve McComas, um, you know, masters fights can be fun uh, to watch. So hope, you know, good luck to her on her first fight out. You say that was in Vegas. Yep. Las Vegas. Wow. What a, what a deal to have your first fight traveling to Vegas. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. She's 54 having her first fight, but she is uh, tough as nails, you know, wakes up at who knows three in the morning runs like 30 miles, you know, no, she, she really does get to work. She does a lot, a lot of work. She does swimming, running. She's a fire teacher, health teacher. And then she comes to the gym. She runs our fitness class and she comes to our boxing practice. So she's a go-getter. Um, you know, we're talking about those who support you. Now, the last time, we, uh, we interviewed you, you had a slew of sponsors, which is always great to see. Um, you know, I, I don't think we see it enough. I mean, there's a handful of fighters that seem like that are successful and getting like, you know, sponsors. And you're one of the ones that I, you know, would put in that category where I'm like, wow, like you actually had quite a few sponsors that last fight. Um, you have any sponsors uh, supporting you this time around? Absolutely. Yeah, I got uh, the same sponsor for my last fight, Lake Country Meets. So they had um, they had actually financed an expensive train trip for me out to Omaha, Nebraska, for uh, for me to get some good quality sparring in for my last fight. And um, even though it didn't uh, pay off in that fight, it definitely leveled me up. And so they definitely stepped aboard right away. 
Um, and they're on my team again, supporting me. I have uh, Cody Thompson, the owner of Prime Attachments. Multiple times he's sponsored me and sponsored our boxing gym. He runs that uh, skid loader attachment company in Garfield, Minnesota. He um, was a registered uh, coach with us for a long time. And then um, now he runs the business completely by himself. He's not partnering anymore. So uh, we don't see him in the gym as much anymore, but he's on my team as well. And then I got Jesse Trujillo with uh, 100% advisory men's haircuts. And that guy has just been on every one of my fights. He sponsored me right now. He's selling my tickets and Ryan's tickets right at the barbershop. I mean, he's a great guy, great support. Um, and He's just got an amazing shop, you know. He's got a pool table up in there, arcade arcade machine, and it's just kind of a cool hangout spot. Sounds like it. Yeah, the beard's still looking good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm about to get it trimmed. I was gonna get it trimmed with Jesse uh, today, actually, but he was he was booked up. I joke that, uh, you know, I can't grow a beard like that. If you gave me five years, you know, you got a, a really good beard. It looks, I laughed too, because the, the top ranked guys, you know, like Tim Bradley and stuff, they were joking. Tim's like, I'd make him shave it. You know, if he was fighting you because you can use it, you know, and rub against guys and stuff like that. It's interesting though, because, uh, you hear a, a varying viewpoints on that. Like I think it was Pacquiao and Margarito and Pacquiao was like, I'll use it as a target, <laughs> you know? So some guys, <laughs> other guys it's like yeah but no it's looking yeah that's my mentality is just get up to them and give them a good whisker rub that's what i'm thinking (laughs) no it's just you know it's just growing with me and i I just i like i like the look and my kids like the look and um i don't want to lose it no i don't blame you if i could grow it like that i would too (laughs) um (laughs) thank you you got the the meats hat on so that's one of your sponsors right there right yeah lake country meats that was the one i was that was the one that highlighted my, um, my or they had funded my training trip for my last fight. Um, the Butch, Butch is the owner there along with his wife, Tracy, and then his kids also work in the shop, Chandler and Lexi. Now, I've never been to the, the Hyatt for boxing, um, and you might know a little bit about this uh, just because of, you know, working with a promoter to sell your tickets. Um, when we were at Canterbury for the former night shows, they had like tables where you could sell and stuff. Um, how is that working? Are you guys just uh, selling individual tickets or were you able to, you know, sell tables or how's that working? Yeah, we've sold uh, quite a few tables. Um, me and Ryan are kind of partnering up to sell our, uh, our tickets and tables because at the gym, we don't want people having to choose who they're buying from, but we got, um, at least six tables sold and then, um, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of general admission tickets sold. I don't even know the, the amount that we're at right now, but I know that we're going to break the, the, or I'm going to break the record for what I had last time. So. Awesome. Yeah. It was a, a packed house. I mean, I, I think Brian and I both had commented about that where it's Ignite's put on these great shows and we felt like they were so packed. And I don't know if part of that's because of the rollover crowd that stays, you know, after like the Muay Thai and, um, you know, the martial arts part of the shows. Um, but it was so packed in there. We felt like, man, they almost outgrew Canterbury. But I'm hearing that this venue might even be smaller. So I'm interested to see how that is. Um, I've, like I said, I've never been there before. Um, one of our uh, interviewees, we talked to Ashkan Mavari, who's on the card. We spoke to him yesterday and he had done some uh, I can't remember if he said it was wrestling or mixed martial arts there once. So he had a little bit of experience being in the building. Um, 
but he said it was kind of a cool little intimate venue and he said it was nice um it looks like they haven't had boxing there since 2017 according to box rec anyway um so yeah i'm i'm excited man it's gonna be cool anything um boxing in minnesota i'm always excited about it but uh close to home where i get to go and i'm gonna be front row it's gonna be fun uh, now for fans that want to get your tickets uh, obviously they can contact you or ryan directly uh, but it sounds like nitro tickets is the way to go online um, find the event ignite boxing one find either you or ryan if you want to be on your team sit at one of those tables and uh yeah then that way i think you guys also get a portion of the ticket sales too so make sure you select them um as far as streaming it goes if you're not able to make it it sounds like mma futures which has been the, the consistent option. Um, but it looks like fight the F I T E app is also going to offer it, um, for the pay-per-view. It looks like it's 24 99. Um, so that's another option if people don't want to make the long drive. Cause I know you guys are out there a little ways and what Alexandria, right? It's uh, not very far. Yeah. It's, it's about an hour and a half really away. So, I mean, if you don't get too much traffic, um, yeah, I hope, uh, you know, most of the people can show up in person because really there's nothing like seeing it in person. It, it really beats a video, but it's really nice that they're going to be streaming it for the people that can make it. And now, last um, also for tickets for our fights, we do have them at 100% advisory and then zero cuts right here in Alexandria. Oh, great. Um, <clears throat> are they at the gym too or just there? Uh, we keep them at the gym, so um, we have them at the gym as well. Okay. Um, yeah, as far as that, I was mentioning the stream. I know the last time Caleb Truax did some of the play-by-play -play, um, with one of the Ignite guys, I'm not sure if that's the case this time. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, I don't – sorry, I don't have details. Um, but right on, dude, I don't have too many more questions. I, I want to know how training is going, though. I mean, it sounds like you've gotten in some good work. It sounds like you feel good going into the Thanksgiving, you're not worried about your eating. So that's always good. Um, so it means the weight's going to be on point. Um, but are you doing anything different or is it just kind of the same old, same old? I mean, it, you said that last fight taught you some things to work on. Um, was that more mentally or was that, you know, stuff in the ring like technique or what, can you break that down a little bit? Uh, sure. Um, I won't go too deep into it, but we do this new reflex training um, that's really helped with muscle memory. And then I'm doing a lot more coordination work so that I can start my fight with um, accuracy and precision right away and don't have to wait, you know, and, and kind of develop the timing as we go. So um, it's really paid dividends. Yeah, it's uh, accuracy is huge, number one. But then I think the... <clears throat> we were talking to Colton and I don't know if you listened to that interview yet or not. Um, and I, I think he mentioned it uh, where he was talking about the guy that you were fought last time, which I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, Dante Benjamin. Yes. Dante. Are you talking about a big night? Yep. No, I'm talking about the top rank one. Um, yeah. Dante Benjamin. Yeah. And he was, was just talking about how, you know, it's risky with doing what he did. And he didn't think it was necessarily more skill than anything, but he just, you know, jumped on you and, and got lucky, you know, with the headbutt, um, which, which stinks, obviously you, if you lose, you want to lose to, to punches and stuff like that and not have a, a cut or something like that messing you up. But yeah, like you were talking well, about. He didn't get lucky. He beat me fair and square, but no, um, I don't, I, he beat I, me I, fair and square. 
I, I appreciate that though. But you know, I think he realized that um, I had punching power and I had assumed that once I touched him, he was going to be very apprehensive to, to try to get inside and, and fight me like that. But I never got a chance to really fight. No, and I, I'm definitely not denigrating him at all. Like he is very skilled and there's a reason top rank is promoting him and pushing him as hard as they are. Uh, I, when I was saying, as I meant, you know, you get, it sounds horrible to say, but he got lucky with the head, but yeah, I mean, he might've had the same result, but it's a lot easier when guys got blood in his face, you know, and can't see. Um, that's all I meant. Um, well, he's never fought anyone else like that as a pro. So I definitely knew he, he felt me as a threat. So I hope down the road I can get a rematch against him. Yeah, that'd be awesome, especially if you can get it here. I know Top Rank says they plan on coming back like once a year. I wish they'd come back more, especially since Corey Rapiz and the other Malax band of Ojibwe, they do such a great job of getting Minnesota fighters on their cards. And, you know, we're very blessed to have uh, not only them that do that, but the Ignite cards too that are putting all these Minnesota fighters on the card. Um, now we've got some out-of-state guys on the card too. It looks like some guys from Illinois, some from Iowa. Um, do you know anything about any of the other fighters on there, you know, when you're looking on there? or is it... <laughs> Sean, I'm, I'm a level with you. Um, I am not following anything. I, I don't look on Facebook. I don't have a phone. Sure. I have five kids and me and uh, me and Ryan, all we do is train. So, you know, I, I made a, a sacrifice. Probably. I had to make a sacrifice when um, for everything else other than boxing uh, in my life when I chose this career. So, um, I, I, don't, I really don't. I know some of the fighters that are on there. I know Ryan's opponent. I know Colton Warner. I, I like a lot of those people too, but um, I haven't paid attention to any of the other matchups. As far as the Ignite shows, I know we met, we talked about the top rank one, but are you able to get um, like a hard copy or, or a download of, of the fights afterwards? You know, obviously you It'd be want, you'd want one for yourself of your own fight. But I mean, just like of the whole card so that you can sit back and actually watch it, you know? Because uh, I know when you're behind, you know, the scenes and you're getting ready and getting taped up and stuff, you don't have time to sit there and watch the fights that are going on. And, you know, afterwards, as a fan, maybe you wanted to see someone fight and then you didn't get a chance to. So are you able to go back and watch the fights? Um, not really sure. Usually the commission keeps you back there, but, um, hopefully they'll let me watch and be part of Ryan's fight. No, I mean like once the fights are completely over, like, are you able to oh, get I'm sorry. like a, like a, like a download, a digital download or, um, or like a DVD or something like that? Um, you know, are you able to watch like the card, you know, afterwards once it's over? Well, I've, I was able to watch the the last card. They have it right up on YouTube, but um, I didn't ask for a digital copy. That's actually something I was looking um, to potentially do with one of our, uh, or with our photographer here from the gym. So I was gonna see if our Leah guest was able to take a video of it. And just um, for me, I'd like to look on it in the years down the road. Well, yeah, I mean, the, part of the reason I ask about, you know, that is because a lot of guys like to go back and watch their own fight in particular just to see what they can do different, you know, and, and learn and get better from. But in your case, um, and a lot of these guys, you know, you've got uh, either stable mates or friends on the card. And like I said, you maybe you miss their card, you know, you miss their fight and you want to go back and watch and see how they did. Um, like, for instance, Ash, Ashkan is a uh, he's got a friend that's on the earlier portion. The, the I think it's I keep saying Muay Thai and 
Um, if I'm if I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry, Ignite. I'm focusing more on the boxing portion, but there's like a mixed martial arts or, or a kickboxing or something uh, before the boxing. And he's got a friend that's going to be there. So I think he's going to try and watch that. And it's early enough where I think he gets to do both. You know, he can do that and it's not going to affect his preparation for the boxing. But if you were friends like with Ryan, you might not get to see his fight. So that might stink, you know, and then you get to go back and watch it at least, you know, on video later. That's cool. Yeah, I know we'll be uh, we'll be in the back warming up together, chilling all day, but I would definitely like to be up front watching it in person. So we'll see. Well, right on, right on. That's about all I got for you, dude. It's good to talk to you again. It's, you know, good to hear that things are going well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm sorry that Brian wasn't able to join us. Um, he's on dad duty. You, know, you mentioned you got five kids. He's got kids and he messaged me and, you know, I, I don't have kids, so I'm always like, yeah, whatever, man, that's cool. <laughs> and if, if I've got something going on, it's usually niece or nephews, and I'm like not even a percentage of what you got going on with five kids. <laughs> so thanks for making time, man. It means a lot. You know, as a gym owner, five kids, you're training for a fight, and you took time out. I really appreciate it, dude. No, no this, isn't, uh, this isn't time not spent wisely. I appreciate you making the time for it. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. I will see you fight night and uh, look for you backstage and maybe get a little quote uh, for the post-fight episode. Oh, great. I look forward to seeing you afterwards then. See you, and Sean. Have a good night. You too. We're uh, pleased to be joined on the Minnesota Fight Night podcast with Robert Calvin. Um, my name is Sean Strauss, and my co-host Brian Johnson's off today. Uh, but Robert, thank you for joining us, man. I'm glad I was able to uh, get into a meeting with you guys. So we're going to talk to you about your upcoming fight uh, for Ignite Fights. That's going to be held at the Hyatt Regency uh, coming up on December 3rd. Uh, yes, you're going to be facing off with uh, Corey Thompson. Um, now, looking at your box rack, it looks like you're originally from Illinois, but you're down in Davenport, Iowa uh, now. Is that correct? I grew up boxing in Chicago. Uh, well, I started in Bolingbroke, moved around in Chicago for uh, quite a few years. And then uh, as I got older, I moved to I Iowa. Right on. Now, I saw you did a little uh, interview already with the guys from Ignite, which is cool, because I got yep. to listen to that and hear a little bit about what you got going on. I heard yep. you, you know, mention uh, some guys you were sparring with, but I don't want to jump ahead. Um, since... <clears throat> Our local fans here might not be familiar with your story. Um, can you just tell us how you got into boxing or, or combat sports? Yeah, I, I got into boxing because I couldn't afford football. Uh, I, I, I came from a family uh, with a lot of football players. And, um, you know, um, me being the youngest and, you know, I had a, a parent who most of, my, most of my family lived with other people. And, you know, I lived with my uncle. He um, couldn't afford football, so... He uh, worked at a beauty salon, or he helped out at a beauty salon, I should say. He didn't work there. But um, uh, right next door was the unemployment office, and in the unemployment office was the boxing coach. My first boxing coach, his name is Marcelo Valencia, uh, out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. And uh, it, it was like the day we found out I wasn't going to be doing football anymore. They started talking, and he was like, well, you can bring him down to the gym. I'll let him train for free. I'm, I'm looking for some guys to get you know, get started with. And uh, that's how I started boxing. You know, I, I hated it for like the first two weeks because it was a lot of working out. And then I got my first time to spar. I knocked somebody down. 
I loved it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So uh, in the amateurs, what, you know, what was your experience like in the amateurs? Did you compete in any tournaments? Did you do any traveling? I, um, I did compete in um, tournaments a lot when I was younger. Um, as I got older, it, it turned into more show fights, you know, just doing fights at local clubs, especially in Chicago, because it, it was very busy in Chicago. So, um, and then when you get older, you also have to start paying for stuff yourself. So I didn't do a lot of traveling when I got older. But um, as a junior, uh, my first open fight was in the Silver Gloves. Okay. Uh, state, state tournament was my first open fight. I got a knockout. I went to regionals. I got a knockout. And then I went to nationals. And I lost by one point. <laughs> oh, so that was Still, that was an awesome experience. Yeah, that was when I was 15, and uh, I will say back then I didn't really know how to box. I just hit hard. So, um, where was at, nationals at the year that you went there? Um, it was in Independence, Missouri. Right on. This is back when Louis Rios was the president of US, USA Boxing. Okay. So, yeah, you said you were just hitting hard. Uh, so it sounds like you've uh, branched out and worked on your game a little bit. Actually, right after that fight, I, I, I started training in Harvey, Illinois, at the Restoration Ministries Harvey Boxing Club. And that's when it, my, the whole, my whole boxing career changed. I, I, I learned the fundamentals. I started learning, you know, actual technique and things like that and focusing on that. And uh, – one of the main guys I was working with back then, you know, when I joined that gym, his name is Alex Martin. I don't know if you know him, know him or heard of him at all, but um, in the amateurs, he was on the USA team. He had the number two spot for 152. The only person he kept losing to was uh, Errol Spence. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, now he's pro and he, you know, he's, he's doing everything. He's doing his thing. You know, I was younger back when he was uh when we were sparring. I think he was like twenty one. I was like fifteen. So, okay. you know, our careers were at different times in different places. So it says on BoxRec, this is uh, going to be your third professional fight. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about how that transition went? You know, when you were amateur and you decided to turn pro, um, how'd that come about? <laughs> well, uh, I definitely like weighing in the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I started taking it more serious because uh, being an amateur, I really didn't care about my career. You know, what? I did it so long. I honestly got to the point, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but with amateur boxing, you get these books that you keep your fight in. And about every year I lost my book. So, you know, to say what my real amateur record is, I don't know because I, I lost my book so many times. But I know I had about 80 fights and I know I won at least 60 of them. Okay. You know, I've had a lot of fights. I, I've, I've, most of my experience comes from show fights. Like I said, I've done a lot of show fights when I was a junior. That's when I did tournaments, but I wasn't open as a junior. I, I didn't turn open until like 15, 16. So did you decide to turn pro or was it like, did an opportunity sort of like present itself and then that yeah. kind of like, you know, spurred what, the decision? What made me turn pro was um actually, you know, I've always, I, I, 
I was always, I feel like I should have turned pro years ago because, you know, I'm, I'm 28 now. And I, I think I started my career a little late, but I was nervous about stepping into the pro ranks. And, you know, just when you get to that level, it's serious and your, your record and everything matters. And that's what I was always nervous about. I wanted to make sure I was ready. Um, 2019, I fought the Golden Gloves. I won the Golden Gloves. And I was planning on going back for 2022, 2022 or no, 2020. I'm sorry. Um, COVID happened. Amateur boxing took a hit. So big time, yeah, big time. I, I made my move to the pro ranks, and um, I was signed with the promotion at First Extreme Maximus, and uh, I'm not here to diss or anything like that. Uh, I had my first two fights with them, when, when how I expected it to go, and then um, it, it seemed like after those first two fights, every every fight that I was getting was getting backed out. The um, it, it wasn't. I wasn't able to get any fights to stick. Every fighter was backing out. Uh, the promotion didn't have backups. You know, everything was just failing. So I ended up getting out of my contract to, um, so I can, you know, kind of do my own thing. You know, I'm like I said, I'm 28. So now it's like the pace where your career, you're either gonna make it or break it. I'm trying to make something out of it. I've been boxing my whole life. I started in 2008, and uh, you know, it's just not a dream I'm I'm willing to let go of yet. Okay. So I got, I got daughters. Fight, they're all counting on me. <laughs> say again, how many daughters you got? Well, I have three total. I have another baby on the way. I'm hoping. Oh, for, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm hoping for a boy, but uh, <laughs> look, I think it's going to be a girl, honestly. You know, all I care is that it's a healthy baby. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids, and I'm the only boy. And uh, so I think my dad would probably relate with you. <laughs> it's like the girls are awesome, but he was like, come on. <laughs> I'll be up three and I'm the only boy. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, we can relate. Um, yeah, sir. So the Ignite card. Um, now, I know those guys, they seem like, I don't know if they're like 100% based out of Illinois, but I know they do a lot of shows there. Um, how, how did you get tied in with them? You know, how did, did they approach you or were you friends with someone that was on one of their cards or? Actually, um, I guess there's multiple ways because my manager actually set up the fight for me. Okay. But as far as, um, you know, connections, is I do have some of my own connections as well to the to the same people. Uh, Eric Hintaker, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I, don't uh, I, think, I think it's Hinderocker. Oh, uh, you know, and if I wrong. said it wrong, Eric, I apologize. But yeah, <laughs> I believe it's Eric uh, Hinderocker. But, we actually have mutual friends, and he's the one that uh, really stepped up and uh, helping me out get on this card. But um, actually, one of his fighters is the one, the reason I have this. Which one? Cruz Stewart. Oh, see, I haven't actually met Cruz yet. I know about him. And really? uh, I was just talking to a buddy of mine recently, and he was telling me I got to interview him. And uh, when I was speaking to your opponent, uh, he was also telling me that I need to interview him. He said he's a really cool dude. You know, and uh, it's a long story about uh, or behind the tooth. Uh, literally, I, it, it was the day he he came, he came down to the gym. You know, Cruz travels from w when he was when he when we were sparring in Iowa. He, he would travel a distance to come for sparring, and uh, it was the day I didn't know he was coming. He was coming to spar someone else, and as soon as he got there, the someone else he was coming to spar left. So I didn't have a mouthpiece. He needed eight rounds. 
we got eight rounds in. The last 30 seconds of the eight rounds, he caught me with a straight right hand and cracked my tooth. Oh. So that was the, that's the story behind the tooth. <laughs> well, so me, there's, there's... have a strong relationship. I actually, uh, there's, uh, I, I look up to Cruz a little bit. You know, he, he's uh, definitely a good guy. I, I, I like seeing him move through the ranks when, um, before I even turned pro, I saw him move through the ranks a little bit and seen the moves that he was making. I actually look up to him, him and Tony Woods. Well, the, tooth, the tooth adds character. I have, right? I fought Tony at least twice in the amateurs. Oh, really? You fought Tony Woods in the amateurs? Yeah. We're, we're real good friends. We've had him on the podcast. He might be, he might be our most frequent guest on the podcast. Actually, yeah. we've had him on like four times. Um, yeah. I figured yeah, you knew him since I saw the Iowa connection there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a transplant up to Minnesota, but we claim him as our own now since he's up here. But I know he's got strong, you know, uh, you know, with golden gloves all down there. And, you know, his, that's where he got his start. So, um, but yeah, the um, I was just joking about the tooth because we've got a guy who's actually headlining that card, uh, Colton Warner, and he's missing a tooth. But he, I think he's got like a little piece that he puts in that'll like fill it in, you know, the fake tooth. But when he was on top rank recently, he, uh, he had, a, you know, he can't wear that when he's fighting. So he had it out and the camera zoomed in on him and he, you know, made the face. So if you could see the missing tooth, right. and all the, the top, uh, <laughs> top rank announcers like Tim Bradley and stuff, they're all like, man, check that guy out. Like, I don't know if you want to fight a guy missing a tooth. And right. <laughs> they're like, he's embracing it. And they had, his fans had all these big, like, uh, giant versions of a head of him on a stick and it had, and had the picture of him missing the tooth on it. It was really funny. (laughs) But, uh, anyway, getting back to you and your fight now, you've got, like I said, two fights under your belt. What can you tell us about how that went? You know, has it gone? Like, I know you mentioned with your former promoter, like it went how you thought it would, but, but like in the fights themselves, like, did that go Uh how you thought it would or? Everyone says you're not supposed to be nervous. I get nervous every fight. And uh, it doesn't matter if who, who's in the ring. It's, it's, it's just, you know, uh, stepping up to new level and every fight, is, you never know anything can happen. I pray to God before every fight because I don't only pray for my safety. I pray for my opponent's safety because either way we do it, this is a sport at the end of the day. I don't want to see anyone die. I don't want to see anyone get damaged or anything like that. That's not what it's about. But I will tell you, if you're in the ring with me, I'm going to give you hell. I'm going to give you – you're going to have to work to beat me. Yeah, we definitely uh, – we can relate to that sentiment about, you know, we never want to see anyone get hurt. I know right now everyone here in Minnesota, we're still praying for Idos after that armory card, uh, you know, the guy who fought David Morrell Jr. and ended up in a – it was a medically induced coma, and it sounds like he's out of it now, but there's still, like, not really a lot of news on how he's doing. Um so hopefully he's doing well, but yeah, you're no joke, man. It's a, uh, in the ring, it's war. Um, so you're coming to bang. So that's awesome. Corey, be ready. Um, other than that, um, for, like I said, for the fans who aren't familiar with you up here in Minnesota, uh, I want to give you a chance to, you know, talk about where you're training, you know, give you some shout outs to the people helping you that are, you know, your sparring partners, stuff like that. Right. Uh, well, sparring partners for this camp, I've been sparring with uh, Rashawn Lee. Well, I, he was the last person I sparred with. He's on the USA team. Uh, different weight classes, but he he gets some of the best work out here that I can possibly get. Um, outside of him, uh, Limber, Limber's Ponce. Mm, sorry. Uh, Limber's Ponce. 
Um, and then Chino Hill has been my main uh, three sparring partners. Um, my gym I'm training out of is Rock Island Boxing Club. I love it down there. I train with uh, Ramsey Bessie. Um, great trainer. Probably one of the best I, I've worked with. He pushes me, brings the best out of me, and he's even changed my style a little bit. Is that who's coming up and working your corner for you? Or do you know who's coming well, with you? Or are you getting people from up here? Or how's that going? USA's. Uh, uh, he, he said he has a USA fight he has to go through that weekend. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. No, you're uh, good. He has the USA fights to uh, work that weekend with his sons, so um, he won't be able to make it. But I do have – I have my manager that will be in my corner, uh, one of my old coaches, and uh, I have my, my – uh, he's my yoga instructor, but he, he he massages me, gets me ready for my fights, you know, just make sure I'm relaxed, make sure I'm not tense at all. Yeah, you know, you mentioned how you get uh, amped up and nervous before a fight. I think a lot of fighters do, um, and right from the you know. It's, it, it comes with it. Yeah, I, I guess I've never asked. We've had a lot of fighters on, you know, the podcast, and I've never really addressed that, but um, staying relaxed in the ring and not, you know, being tense, even though you want to be ready and, you know, be sharp. Um, is that something that's taken time for you to, to learn, or you know, I – uh, well, I mean, I, I would say at first, yeah, but I mean, I've been so used to being relaxed in the ring now that it's helped me with other situations in life. I, 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 boxing has taught me a lot, even just about myself. And that's why I think uh, when it comes to actually putting kids and stuff in boxing, it, it, it is a good thing because a lot of kids don't know how to handle emotions. Boxing taught me how to handle my emotions and how to be able to think inside my head and react to things the way I need to. When I'm in the ring, no matter what the situation is, I don't panic. I, I, I'm I'm good. No matter what, I'm gonna be good in the ring. Like that's 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 my mindset. Um, I didn't look to see uh, on your record, you know, if you had only fought uh, orthodox or not. I believe Corey's normal orthodox right hander. Have I'm you fought southpaws? You're you're a right hander too. Yeah. So so we're not gonna have to worry about that. That's good. Uh, you know the normally with an opposing right-hander versus left-hander. Maybe we get some clashes of heads or stuff like that. So, um, especially if you guys are both going to be going for it. I know it, it happens in the sport. Yeah, unfortunately, it happened to Corey in his last fight. Um, he got oh, yeah. yeah thought... it and it was gnarly. I know Tim Bradley was freaking out. I, it was maybe <laughs> not funny for, uh, <laughs> for, for Corey, obviously, because he had got the cut. But it would, and Tim, he's sitting there wearing this suit that his mom had got him, and he was getting blood all over him ringside. And oh, wow. he's like, "Man, he's like, my mom got me this suit." I felt bad for Tim Bradley, <laughs> but that's that's got to be part of the sport for those guys sitting ringside. Yeah. Um, but right on, dude. So we talked a little bit about your camp. It sounds like things are going good. You know, you got good people in your corner and good sparring. Um, sure. As far as coming up. You know, you're not that far away being down in Iowa. Um, yeah. you, you planning on just coming up the day of the fight, or how does that work? You come up the day before? I, I got, I'll, I'll probably be leaving Friday Friday morning because weigh-ins are at 2.30. Okay, so you guys are going to weigh in on Friday and then fights are yep. on Saturday? Yep. Okay. And I, if I remember right from your Ignite fights, it sounded like you were sitting about five pounds over when that, when that interview was done. 
Um, so it sounds like Thanksgiving didn't do a number on you and you're, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, Actually, Thanksgiving was the hard part. Uh, now the rest is easy. I, I got past Thanksgiving. Right on. Yeah, I, had cool. to, I had to visit three different people in Chicago, but I got about one plate down and that, that's all I was able to, you know, let myself have. <laughs> but the last thing I wanted to do, uh, Robert is just give you a chance say thank yous, you know, to anyone who's been helping you, your, your family or friends, whoever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last, last uh, part is yours, man. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to um, actually the guy whose house I'm at right now. He, he's my personal trainer and my mitt, my mitt man. Uh, his name is DJ McHenry. He owns a business called the training ground. And uh, he's done a lot for me, even with like pre camp pre-camp stuff before I even had accepted this fight, you know, making sure my mobility and stability is good and little drills like that, just making sure I'm not getting out of shape, not feeling old or anything. So uh, he, he, he keeps me ready. As you know, when they say, don't get ready, stay ready. He, he, he keeps me ready. And then um, I want to thank my, my actual coach, Ramsey Vesey, because he also made sure I stay ready. He, he made sure I was, I'm ready for this fight, and I appreciate that. He's doing a lot for me, and uh, just been great. And I also want to give a shout-out to my first boxing coach, Marcelo Valencia from Bolingbrook, Valencia Boxing, for getting me into this sport because 2008, he changed my life, and I, I love where I'm, I, I love my life now. I could have been a whole different person. Hmm. Well, that's awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's huge for me to get the chance to meet you and to bring your story to our listeners. And thank you for being a road warrior, you know, coming on the road. Um, you know, we love our Minnesota boxers here, but it's always nice to, you know, hear who the opponents are who are coming in because we don't just want to see Minnesota fighters fight Minnesota fighters, you know, and our state fighters, you know, coming in, it's, it's just great. So, and especially around the holidays, you know, I know it's not easy. So, so thank you for doing what you're doing. And I just reached out to you, know, to you today and literally like less than an hour ago, it seems like, and now we're having an interview. So can't thank you enough for making time, dude. That's awesome. Oh, thank you for the chance. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, dude, I will see you. I will not be at the weigh-ins, unfortunately, on Friday. I have to work, but I will see you fight night, man. Me and my co-host, Brian, will be sitting ringside and hopefully we get a chance to shake your hand and, uh, yes, and maybe get a post-fight you know, quote or something. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you have a good night and I will see you come fight night. All right. Yes, sir. You have a nice night as well. Thank you. Bye.